It's noon, everybody. Welcome to the Rant Network, a podcast hosted by myself, Stuart Brisgale, and David Solomon, where we bring you an unfiltered, uncensored conversation on a wide range of topics. Our podcast is dedicated to giving you a platform to express your opinions and ours, share your thoughts, experiences, ideas, and hear from a variety of perspectives and honest opinions. That's just no lack of. Join us as we dive into the latest pop culture and politics and so much more, from rants about the absurdity of modern life, which we're about to get into, to discussions about deeper issues affecting our society. The Rant Network has you covered with a good shot of uh, espresso. So sit back, relax, and join us on a journey of discovery and exploration. It's time to join the Rant Network. David, it is a wonderful Monday morning, and this topic is something that I am actually loving it. You know, Alma Mata Miguel decides to do something so radical, so wide out there. David, you know, you're a professor, I believe. I'm a lecturer. Are you not? Good enough. I'm a lecturer. That's lecturer. That's good enough. All right. So what's the story? So look, ladies and gentlemen, you know, in, in the amazing thing of cancel culture in 2023, it's amazing to see where our mindset has gone and where, you know, Gen Z, some millennials have gone to where we need to eliminate and erase things, history, people, incidents, events, you name it. And the latest example came from McGill University. Last week, the McGill Tribune, which is a student-run newspaper, which every student must pay a fee to, doesn't matter if you want it or not, okay? It's a student-led newspaper, therefore everybody has to contribute. So the editorial board decided we're changing our name, and McGill should too. Why? Because they want to drop the name McGill, quote from its name, after the editorial board said, it's part of a move to create a safe and welcoming environment for Black indigenous and racialized students and faculty. So here's the problem. McGill is in its third century. It's one of the oldest universities in North America. A name, the name McGill University is carried internationally. The medical program is still well known, even though it's not where it used to be, but it is irrelevant. The name, the brand, the recognition on a global scale is really, it's one of the top Schools you'll, you'll hear about when you travel internationally. They used to call it the Harvard of Canada. Call it whatever you want. But students today, with their almost high degree of sensitivity, lack of understanding of history, have decided with cancel culture, supported by their professors and other like-minded thinkers, erase, eliminate, cancel. And therefore... As Ryerson University did in Toronto, which got rid of its name because of its association with slavery, McGill should do the same thing. McGill University, they, the, the newspaper dropped the name McGill because he was a slave owner. Now, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I condone slavery. But once again, this is a generation that just doesn't seem to get it. And what I'm saying, Stuart, is getting it means understanding history, not erasing it. Because erasing it is does nothing. You need to learn and understand from it. It generations and hundreds and hundreds of years, wealthy people were slave owners. This is, was the norm for God knows how many centuries around the world. And lo and behold... Students today have decided that if you were a slave owner, 
two, three, four hundred years ago. You're bad, and we got to get rid of you. Now, my feeling is, in about two, three generations from now, they're going to look at these our generation and say the same thing: that the actions, what we're, the values, or whatever we're doing, are going to be so egregious. Let's erase them, and we can't understand that. Because we are a, such a progressive society. People today, these Gen Zs, believe they're so progressive. They're so, dare I say the word, woke, that they know better than us. I mean, look, when we were kids, we were the same way. We believed we were smarter than our parents. We were smarter than the older generation. Today, they're no different. When they want to tell you to buzz off, okay, boomer. You know, that's the shot in the face that you need to hear. So now they're telling you because they have so much global experience. We're going to erase history, and we're going to erase James McGill as, you know, his name from, from everything to do with McGill. Now, James McGill's co contributed money to start the university. And imagine had he not contributed, where would we be today? Where, what university would we have on a global scale? When you think about it, I'm not condoning slavery. But if you want to go ahead and erase everything, well, when are you going to erase George Washington? When are you going to erase all those other historical figures? Royalty, you name it. Guys, there is a limit. Now, so my problem is, before I kick it over to you, is because thanks to publications like Rolling Stone magazine, this is a good idea. According to Rolling Stone, canceling is great because it eliminates evil. It's a shot right back at the government. It's shot at the evil empire. And who do they determine is evil? Bad historical figures like James McGill. Conservatives. And anybody who disagrees with them. So when you have publications and you have university professors and you, and you call me a professor and I change the term to a lecturer on purpose because, yeah, I'm not a professor. And B, I won't, don't want to associate myself with those, those you know, diehard liberal left-leaning people who want to ruin and really mess up Gen Z. I don't want to be part of that. But, folks, this whole notion of, of kind of canceling, canceling, I'm out. I'm done. I tap out. It's on you, man. All right, David. I've kept my mouth shut and gave you a full core, a full third of this time frame. I'm going to take a position that a lot of you are going to think is controversial, but what is not uncommon with that? I'm in favor of them canceling out all of this information. I'm in favor of it. And I think in 50 years, our children's children are going to ask, what is slavery? I think it's a beautiful idea. They're also going to say, why do we have a Black History Month? There's no point. Nothing ever happened. Why do we have any special treatment for any minor, minority or ethnic background? There'd be no value, no reason to do so. It'll be forgotten in 50 years. It's actually basically a whitewashing of history, which is exactly what communist Russia did throughout the 60s, 70s, and part of the 80s, right? And today it's reoccurring again under Putin. What do I call whitewashing? You weren't allowed to practice a religion. Well, that's true. If you were Jewish in the Soviet Union, you were into the goulash, right? You goulash. were sent to a goulash. Goulash is a food. Yeah, well, <laughs> shame on me. Sorry you were not that. allowed to live in Moscow if you were a Jew. If you were a black, you also were not living in many places either because you weren't like there either. The bottom line is, I'm in favor of all this whitewashing. I think it's about time. I'm tired of hearing that they need to have affirmative action. Black presidents, black vice presidents. You know, you know what? The NBA 
Well, you know, every other sport's got to have a percentage of athletes of minorities. Well, I think the NBA needs to start having mandatory white players on the team. Out of the nine on there, three of them need to be white. I think the NFL's got the same problem. I think they have to, you know, they want so many black quarterbacks. I think at 60% of all players couldn't be one color, but 40% got to be another. Or why don't we have it 50% and uh, 50%? Or how about 40 and 40 and 20 transgender? You know, David, this is called the world gone bananas. And you know what? I'm in favor of it because I think they need to take this all the way so that my children's children never have to hear about Black History Month. Well, now, again, again, hang, dig, 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 I'm saying this in, in a comical, I'm saying this in a very theatrical way because I think it is the stupidest thing on this earth to even consider this. And McGill which has been shamed for taking the wrong side of many political uh, sides as of history, as of late, as well as Concordia. I'm waiting for Concordia to go by the wayside. But just so you understand, there are so many people that are in Congress, whether you're from California, let's talk California. You know, there are the biggest, bluest state. I'd like you to find out how many of their congressmen's families owned slaves. New York, Massachusetts, they're all they're all guilty. It is ridiculous. You know, you have Stephen Adams, Democrat, Alexander Anderson, Democrat, William Archer, Democrat. Right. It's just it's crazy. Chester Ashley. David Ashton. These are all Democrats. 100%. They all had slaves. Okay, but here, here's the thing. Okay, and I and I agree with your your your. Oh, your well, one more thing. One more oh, thing. Yeah, one more thing. One more thing. John F. Kennedy and Joe F. Kennedy were not in favor of any of the affirmative black action that that party did. You know, I was verbally accosted by someone who was so radical left. They had the nerve to say that Kennedys were not democratic enough for us. Well, that's that's that's, that insane? that's the new notion today. But going back to what I was talking about here, okay, like erase it. Look, I, I have a solution, but before I get to the solution, let me tell you where finally I think some of the universities are waking up and realizing it that they've gone too far, and that's Cornell University, and that's my brother-in-law, my two niece, two of my three nieces' alma mater. I, I, I'm I'm shocked because they're now moving to prioritize free expressions months after a conservative was like heckled. A come, you know, you know, students. You know, it heckled a conservative pundit. We've we've taken away at a university taught the conversation, the debate. So I'm I applaud Cornell, one of the only Ivy League schools, to wake up. Okay, and I'm using that word wake up because we've gone from one extreme to the other. But that's not the solution to the problem. If you want, if I'm McGill University, and it's not university, it's the student paper. And if McGill decided tomorrow to change its name, I'm like, right now, I'm not even giving it a dime of funding because McGill as a whole lets its students run the asylum like lunatics and are pro BDS and, you know, against Israel and they're pro all these things. I don't want to give a dime to McGill until something changes. But here's the change I'm looking for. If you want to do something, here's how I would do it. And I'm going to take a page out of what the NHL in Canada is doing. Even some of the arts in Canada, prior to every event, sporting event or art event or whatever, there's what they call a pregame land acknowledgement, where they're acknowledging the fact that they're on indigenous lands and that the fact that they were have a privilege to be there and that 
we've, you know, we've conquered the lands and whatever, but it's a privilege to be on here. Now, at Queen's University, they added an extra line, which I thought was really important, that this was not enough, but the first step towards some form of reconciliation. Ah, we're not ignoring the indigenous past. We're acknowledging what was going wrong. And we're still doing it. Let's be realistic. We're still playing hockey on these arenas. We're still performing on their lands, right? So James McGill, we have to erase James McGill because he was a slave owner. He can't change anything. We can change things by doing this, by teaching people, look what we've done. Look what it's wrong. Here's how we're going to fix it or how we're going to reconcile. This is how I say you should do it. If you're going to start erasing school names, if you're going to start erasing names from history, like I said, what are you going to do with Washington? An entire state? Your capital? Every city, every major city in the United States has at least a, a street or an area called Washington. How about the Kennedy name? You've got to change the name of the Kennedy Center. you got to yep. change the name of Roosevelt, Rockefeller. How about the Clintons? These are all families that owned, that owned literally slaves, their families. Right. They're all dirty right. as, I mean, again, I mean, look, Bush, Kennedy, Adams, Roosevelt, Harrison, Rockefellers, Clintons, let's do it, even you know, the Romney, Udall. Let's do it. Let's wrap yep. this up because let's be realistic. If I go back far enough into almost any family's history, we've done something wrong. Okay, so let's not be holier than thou and think that, oh, I'm better than you and Democrats I'm no better than you. What's that? Democrats can can sit there and do whatever they want. But if a Republican says peep, they send the FBI to go raid their house. What I'm trying to say, again, I love it. But my point is, is that let's be realistic. We're all guilty in one form or another and erasing history, as you said, is going to create the yeah. wrong, wrong, wrong reaction. Stuart, let's wrap it up. I want to wrap it up. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for tuning and listening to the Rant Network. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. Again, some valuable insight. We appreciate your support and hope that you'll join us next time for more thought-provoking conversation every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, noon Eastern. But then again, you can always track us down on any podcast network. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on social media. We'd love your follows. Share your thoughts and remember us. We're interested in hearing from all of you, our viewers. Whether you fit on our side, their side, or any side in between, we really don't care what political affiliation you have. See you next time, guys. David, wrap it up. Let's wrap it up.